Please be seated. Today is a, is a very different day, and I just welcome everybody here today. I welcome uh, Greg and Michelle. It's wonderful to have you with us this morning, and Steve and Glynis. Uh, Lucas hasn't been around for a while, and so it's wonderful to have you. But today is a special day. Today is a day in which uh, we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to have some more worship at the end. So thank you, worship team, for what you've done. But uh, today's a special day because we are going to ordain uh, Zelani Pakati as, a, as an elder. And it's very special. When I think back to some 30 years ago, maybe even more, 30, 35 years ago, we started a soup kitchen. Gay Parker started a soup kitchen at the top of Botha's Hill in McKeezy Road. You walk across the railway line and there's a church there. And we started a soup kitchen. And out of that developed our Valley AIDS ministry. We went down where uh, Peter Wiley and Rob Bird were very instrumental in going down every week. And that was a ministry. That was an amazing ministry. And I remember the one time going down and uh, I was in Gareth's Green Mamba Bucky. And uh, I was in a rush and needed to get back, and uh, I managed to get the, the bucky. It was, the, the, the wheel went into a hole, so it was resting on, is it the chassis? I don't know anything about cars. It rested, and I thought, I'm stuck here in the valley with nowhere, no way out, in the middle of nowhere. And within about two or three minutes, about ten people came out of the bushes, and they picked the car up and moved it along. And then there's the story of Pete, I think it was I don't know whether Rob was there at that time, but Pete was, uh, at, they were held up at gunpoint. And, and uh, the next week, they were back in the valley. And one of the homes that we visited was the home where Zelani was, a, was this, was Yabig. He was a little oak. And he started coming to, we, we fed them, and he started coming to youth and started staying over at the Hotchkiss household and uh, became the caretaker. We did an internship program. And uh, I mean, I, I know he told me I shouted at him a lot. Uh, <laughs> forgive me, Zelani. <laughs> but the joy of today is that you are here and uh, God's hand of favor has been on your, on your life. From before the foundation of the earth, God knew you. And so you are called, you are being called to uh, this position of eldership. And I'm just going to read one little scripture from the New Testament. Care for the flock that God has entrusted you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but serve because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. Isn't that an amazing thought? That at the end of, end of our service, at the end of the call of your life, this is what you're going to receive. You're going to receive a crown of never-ending joy and uh, glory and honor. You're going to get that. And so it's amazing. I'm going to ask Jonathan to come and ordain you. So, Jonathan, if you can 
Jump out of your chair as a young buck, as a young gazelle. Give him a hand. <laughs> he hurt his back in the week. so he's <laughs> Greetings to you all in the name of the Lord Jesus. I echo Alan's word. The hand of God's favor has been on Zelani from childhood upwards. And as he says, before the foundation of the earth. The laying on of hands in ordination is a foundational principle of the church as set out Hebrews chapter 6. And what we do here today is to recognize what God has already done. And in a sense, Zalani is being presented by the Lord to the Lord's people as someone on whom he has rested his favor and calling and authority. More about that later. But the, this is an occasion where there's an impartation. Elders are appointed from above. They are not elected from below. But there is a, a sense in which in the early church, when an elder was presented to the congregation, the congregation would not elect the elder as the elders appointed apostolically but the elder was recognized by the raising of the hand in which the believer says I submit to the Lord Jesus authority in this eldership and incidentally in the New Testament there's no such thing as a single pastor there's no such thing as a single bishop it's always in the plural So, Zalani, I'm going to ask you to come forward and face the congregation. And before God, we exercise faith, imparting to you the recognition of your ordination as an elder in the Sarepta Church. There is an anointing upon you, there is an authority which we have already recognized in you, there's a call of God upon you. And you are robed in a glorious authority from Jesus, the head of the church, whom you serve. And we bless you and honor you this day. And I call upon this congregation to raise your hand in recognition of the Lord's appointment. If anyone has a word from the Spirit to endorse this event, please bring it now. Just ask uh, Pumi is she around, and the and the boys if they can come because yes it's Zalani who's been ordained but he's part, he has a family and he has an amazing family an amazing wife and there's these wonderful boys and the and the boys are not cha okay and and Zoe so the boys are not cha but if we can and if I can ask the elders to come forward as well and then uh, if anybody has a word please just come to the front. And uh, I'll give you the microphone.
Well, if you want to stay there, I can actually bring it to you. Oh, emotional time. Hallelujah. I, I met this young man um, with uh, the Wileys and down in the valley. Pete Wiley was taking me down there to introduce me to what Africa missions would be like. And this young man was living with his grandmother and we were bringing them some food and I just remember how blessed I was to see that even in his situation that he loved the Lord. It was apparent from the very beginning the work that God was already doing in his life. And, and then I've been continually amazed at what God has done in him over time and building him to the man of God that he is and his his wife and family, what a beautiful family. And we need to lift him up because when you stand in a position of eldership, you, you paint a target on your back. Amen. And so the, the people of God need to pray for him and his family, that we guard them perpetually in prayer. Because it's, it's, you're taking on a, the spot of a warrior and a leader in battle. And you're, you're not standing behind the, uh, the soldiers. You're out in front of the soldiers. So let's, let's keep in mind that we need to, as we both recognize what God is doing, we also need to recognize our responsibility as a body of Christ to cover him and his family perpetually in prayer. Amen? Yes. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Uh, Zalani Suwali has something that she wanted me to read to you. Zalani, from an early age you were called of God to serve in the Lord's army. And it has been a privilege to watch you growing in the authority of his calling, knowing that you are not here to harm but to defend the body of Christ. And in Psalms 82, verses 3 and 4, it says, Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and needy and free them from the hand of the wicked. And I've seen where this has been true in your life. This is exactly what you've been doing. As you've been there for the poor and the fatherless. You've been there for the, the needy. You've been their defense. You've taken them to the hospital in the middle of the night. You've kept them from being injured when they're in a violent family situation. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, Zalani. And bless you, Pume. And Mushle and Delwa and Zoe. Bless you, bless you, bless you. And Zalani, I feel the scriptures for you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear and do not worry, for the Lord is with you wherever you go. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. I'm Sola. We go back a long way. I taught Sola Sunday school when he was little and couldn't understand English at all. And I, I give God such thanks for you. 
and for the miracle of your wife and your children and this little one who God saved her life last year. And so, Father, I pray, as your word says, Lord, will you bless Zola and his family? Will you keep them? Will you be that hedge of protection around them? Will you provide for them? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And may you have wisdom of God all the days of your life. And grannies, he had a praying granny. And her prayers are being answered today and will be into the future. Amen. I have um, Isaiah 52 verse 7 for both of you. It says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. God bless you. I just felt as, as we were praying that, um, you know, when they sent the people of God out into battle, in front of them were the worshipers. And your gift of worship is a, is a powerful, powerful thing. That it was the worshipers leading the people of God around Jericho that caused the walls to come down in obedience to the word of God. And I, I just sensed that this is God just putting you in this, in this relationship, in this marriage, that your worship, that the power of that worship would just uh, put a pathway into the enemy's camp and bring down the walls. And that, that God puts you together because together you're more powerful together than you were apart. So we bless not just this fellowship, but this relationship, this marriage in Jesus' name. We pray that the enemy would not be able to divide in any way. Yeah. That you would, you would put that third golden cord of Christ in their relationship. Yes. Would bind them together. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We just got something from Costa. Zolani, Zolani, Zolani. Hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Zolani, I want to honor you today as a true son in the house and a son of the house. You, uh, you've embraced the mantle and the mandate of, of Sarepta, and you stand for its mission, and you show strength and dignity in doing that. And so I'm from a distance laying hands on you today as well. And as I do that, I bless you. This is for blessing and encouragement. But even more, even more, Lord, uh, even more, it's for, it's for acknowledgement and identification with you. Yes. 
I want to thank you for who you are. I bless who you are in the name of Jesus. I bless who you are and what you carry and how you carry it. I just had a sense of the Lord being so proud of you, saying, You, Zolani, are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. He is so proud of you. I just had this outrageous picture of God passing the drinks around, the celebratory champagne, handing out the cigars, laughing as he sees a favored son stepping up into new authority. I saw him taking a golden helmet and putting it on your head. And as he did so, he was saying, salvation, salvation. We honor salvation over you. And this is not only your personal salvation he's talking about, but it is your gift, your gift to others. You are protected by the helmet of salvation to be a protector. You are saved to bring salvation to others. And so, Lord, again today, in your name, I bless Zolani with new authority, with new grace, with promotion in the Spirit. And as I do that, I ask for, that you would give him new boldness to face new challenges. And as he serves your people and preaches your word, that you would stretch forth your hand and endorse his ministry with signs and wonders in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Yeah. We bless him with any gift he's going to need to fulfill the calling that is ahead of him. And I consecrate his life to the cause of Jesus in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Actually, just, it's 1 Thessalonians 5, and it's really the second part of verse 15. Always follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Ayanda. Uh, so just uh, as a brother in the Lord and as a brother in the flesh, I just want to say these verses in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, verse 58, it says, Therefore, my brother and my sisters, but I want to make this personally to you, my brother, stand firm, let nothing move you. Yeah. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I want to encourage you with this verse. It's, it's, it's not about people. It's not even about you, but it's about the Lord. He's the one who has called you. Yes. He's the one who will give you a crown. It will be difficult. There will be some uh, discouragement and disagreement. But the Lord, just know the Lord has called you, and he's the one who will give you a crown. Be faithful to him. Keep fully to him. You labor, even a small thing that you see small, to him is never in vain. Never in vain. Never in vain. Isaiah 43. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. 
and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen. Just one from Canada, from uh, Eileen Crohis, Sanbonani Sarepta, and especially Zalani and Pumi. Praise God. Finally, this day has come. We all know your hearts and love for what matters to God. People. And most of us know many scriptures that instruct us on leadership. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2, Titus 2, verse 7. But what really is on my heart for you today is John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son... And whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Should not be condemned. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but but so that the world might be saved through him. My encouragement to you is to continue to, to, to continue to live that message. Live that message. So we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just had a picture for kind of the family, but of, of like a freight train. You had different types of trains, and, um, and this one was a coal train, and it was really long. You know when you're busy watching a train, and it just goes and goes and goes and goes and never ends. It just has so many. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> but but you, the whole family was in the front kind of engine portion of the train, and, um, and, and you were carrying carriages and carriages and carriages of coal, and I feel like the coal kind of stands for life and energy and light and all those things and if a house doesn't have heat and warmth and life and spirit and all those things they can't survive but you just have an abundance of it and when you yeah. think the carriages have ended there's more there's and more. more and more and more and you just got your the whole family and you know all the boys and zoe and you guys are chilling in the front and you're just powering along and god provides the coal for the train so he's providing the coal which runs the train and you carrying all the train for everybody else and so yeah, I just kind of felt like you don't have to pull extra strength out. God is going to keep your train going. And, um, and also just that you, on Sundays in kind of Cliff Hillcrest, we have a train that goes up to you. It's like a family train, and it's a really yeah. fun train. And, so, and it just feels like the front portion of yours is like a fun train. You get to actually enjoy the ride and have a family-like adventure along the way. But as you travel, you have all this coal that just changes people's lives and it, there's so much of it so yeah thanks Amen. well done Salani <coughs> Africa is not Africa without drums and as you have been ordained I'm just here in this valley the sound of drums deafening absolutely loud drums and the Lord would say to you as you continue to walk in my spirit in obedience and faith, my spiritual drums will always beat for you wherever you go. The word I have for you both is, is uh, that you will never be in need, Salani. And Impumi, you will never be in need. That my God will supply all, all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus.
He's called you, he will provide for you. And the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well in tune and lots of rhythm there. Did you notice the drum beat? Jonathan, don't go. Are you going to get your Bible? No, I wasn't. No, you're going to share something. I think you said. (laughs) Do you need your Bible? It's all about balance. Everything in the world is about balance. The universe... Although it is desiccated and devastated by the Prince of Darkness, is yet sustained by balance. The balance between the explosive force of the Big Bang, 16.2 billion years ago, and the gravitational pull of the mass. And it's a constant, a constant balance between mass and energy. The whole universe. A swimming pool is about balance, something called pH. I'm not sure what that means. But it's either too much acid or too much alcohol. I'm, I'm no mean cook. I can do toast on both sides at the same time. But scrambled egg, it's a matter of balance. It doesn't become too stodgy or too liquid. You've got to watch it. Balance is the issue. Balance in relationships. Balance in the relationship between husband and wife. So you better help come and give the balance. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, Those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Hold this for me. I need both hands. Do you remember this? I might ask you to join in. In sea wind, sea spider, climbing up the spout. Down came the rain and... Wash the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And in sea wind, sea spider climbed the spout again. Now, what that doesn't tell us is what happened to in sea wind, sea at the bottom of the spout. It's very important, you see, because when Incy Wincy first went up the spout, he was a bit egotistic about it, because he was saying to all the other insects, you've only got six legs and I've got eight. Therefore, that means God loves me more, because I've got eight legs and you've only got six. Yeah, yonky, yeah. Okay, then the rain had to come down on Incy Wincy and all that ego and arrogance. And when he was on his back in the mud, 
He actually lost half a leg. And now he was crippled. And he was waiting on, on, on the spirits. I don't know how insects do this, but whatever insects do. And he heard God say, I have taken no delight in a man's legs or an insect's legs. So that was a huge revelation in Siwinti. And it humbled his ego. And he really thought that, you know, God took great pride in his legs. So when the sun came out, having the rain done its wonderful work, please don't overlook the wonder of the rain. The sun came out, Incy Wincy tried again. But this time he was a totally different Incy Wincy spider because instead of looking at his legs and relying on his own strength, he kept all eight eyes, is it, on above? How many eyes a spider has? He kept them on his guard. And he sailed up that spout a totally, in a totally different power, in a different strength. And God, looking down on Nancy Wincy, said, I love you. I love you because you've got a broken leg. And I've got a broken leg. Now, this is a story about me in a way, because as you know, I climbed up the spout and I was rained out and then I got up and I was jumped around and gave my testimony and went to All Souls and the Good Church and they loved me and they clapped. And I was each full of the joy of the Lord. Then I found I had a cancerous growth on my leg. So I was down the spout again. And I hear God say, to all those pig legs, I've noticed a lot now that I'm a pig leg, that God loves the broken, God loves us a humble, and he doesn't delight in, all your, in any of your strength. He delights in your brokenness, and, and that's what he loves. So my beloved children, hear what the church is saying. No, not the church, what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The balance of relationships is carried forward specifically today in the context of authority in leadership. The Apostle John tells us about an elder who wanted to dominate and control everyone else. I think his name was Diotrephes, I'm not sure. And, and John, the apostle of love, says, I'm coming to sort you out, Diotrephes. But he commended an elder called Demetrius, who cared for the flock, and not for his own ego. Derek Prince has taught that domination by anyone over anyone else at any time in all circumstances, is without exception, satanic. And therefore, within the framework of the church, the Word of God places authority in three sources. The first place of authority in the body of Christ, according to the Scriptures, 
is the authority of the gathered church, which has the last word. Then there is the authority of that vested in the apostolic ministry, the Pauls and Silas's and Timothy's and those who move around building up, correcting and adjusting and uplifting the church. And then there's the authority of the elders in the local church. And those three have to be held in balance. Not one of those authority sources is to be dominant over any of the others. There is a holy tension and balance and equilibrium between them. Because within the fallen world, there's a driving desire in hearts to control and to be over. But Jesus taught his apostles the principle of leadership. When he said, you call me master and Lord. And that's right. That's who I am. I'm your master and your Lord. And this is how it works. And he took a towel and a basin and fulfilled the role of a slave. So it is servant leadership. And that we esteem the oversight very highly, not for their status, not for their title, not for their robes, not for their reserved parking place, we esteem them highly for their work's sake. We esteem the work of leadership. We esteem it, not the status of the person, but the work and the function of the office. Because in my experience of moving around the church on a wide level, I have found a common denominator in all sorts of different capacities and denominations. And the common denominator is conflict in leadership, where someone wants to be predominant. And the Lord told me recently, he said, Jonathan, your opinion doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. And beloved, I've got something terrible to say to you now. Your opinion doesn't matter either. <laughs> thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Means not my will. But God's will. And therefore... As has already been said, we need to pray and esteem our oversight and submit to their decisions as unto the Lord. For they are appointed by him to carry the burden of responsibility and office and decision making and direction making. And a congregation gets the eldership it prays for. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. So what are we wanting to do now is to honor leadership. 
And to honor Jonathan and Jane, uh, I think uh, 1971, somewhere around, around there, when Sarepta was birthed. And it was birthed with a specific mandate, was to follow a New Testament style of church. And signs and wonders and uh, the blessings of God to flow. And we, we, we realized that it was actually born out of uh, uh, Dennis and Ramona Norton. When Dennis was in hospital uh, 50-something years ago, he was dying. He had, uh, I think, lung cancer, I can't remember. And uh, he what prayed for and was miraculously healed. And out of that started a, a prayer meeting, a Bible study, which has grown to what we have today. And Jonathan has been, Jonathan and Jane have been a part of that uh, with Ken and Faye in the early days. Uh, Jane's mom and dad, for those who don't, don't know. And uh, they, Jane, sorry. Jane, Jane's mom and dad, sorry. Uh, and they forged together what we, what we see today. And it's been an amazing journey. It's been a journey of uh, ups and downs, of, of uh, joys, of sadness, of tears. But that's life. That's the life of a family. That's the life of God amongst us as, as we have worked, worked together. And uh, we are still looking and, and, and asking the Lord to bless us with more healings. And so when we look at the beginning of this year, we see Zoe Pakati, we see Zoe being healed, being raised up after flatlining. We see Jane being here today. Resurrection life. You and I all need resurrection life, resurrection life to our bodies, to our lives. And Jonathan and Jane, we, we want you to come and stand again in the, in the, in the, in the front chair. And I'm going to ask the church to, this time, I'm going to do something different. To what time. I want you to gather around and I want you to lay hands on and we're going to pray some, some words over them. Because uh, at the end of last year when they moved off, it was, Jane was still very ill and, and, and not well and they moved off to Belito. And we didn't really get an opportunity to honor them uh, in their new journey. And I went this week, I went to their new home in, in Salt Rock and it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful vista. They can just see the, out of their bedroom window, they can see the sea. And they live in the trees because they're, they're high up and the trees come right to, right to their house. So what a beautiful journey and, and the blessing of the Lord has been on you for that. So Jonathan and Jane, if you can come forward. This is called a holy huddle. Who wants to open the bedding? I just want to say that I love you both. And I loved Ken and Gorgs. And your influence in theirs has been beyond priceless. Jesus in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I just want to honor you, Jane and Jonathan, for all that you have done for us as a community. How you have just lived in obedience to Jesus and walk the walk and set an example and Jonathan preaching hundreds of thousands of sermons, being there every week, week after week and sowing seeds, building foundations and impacting this community and the wider community. And I just honor you. 
honor the Lord for what the Lord has done in you and your obedience to that call through the highs and the lows. And the fruit that that will bear will be seen in the life to come and the celebration in the life to come. It's not now. It's going to come later. We just thank you for that, Lord. I just want to thank the Lord for encouragement through the ministry of Jonathan and Jane. And Lord, we just give you thanks and praise today. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry of Sarepta Radio Consulting that has really come out of Jonathan's encouragement and your word and the difference that is being made in radio stations and in the media in this country. Thank you, Lord. Jonathan, I just want to thank you for building into my own life from the very beginning of my Christian walk so many foundations and so many wonderful insights, Holy Spirit insights. And truly the wind has blown in many ways and many directions. And I just want to bless you and thank you and know that what you have deposited in me will be ever it will be forever in eternity and unto you be blessings. Thank you, Jonathan and Jane. Jonathan and Jane, that's Kathy speaking. I um, I want to honour both of you for the role that you've played in all of our lives over the years, and uh, I uh, I just want to honour Jane for sharing her husband with the fellowship and and with the family of the church. It couldn't have been easy. I know that um, we all have demands on our time, and we all have to share our spouses at times. But I think sharing your spouse with a body as big as Jonathan has um, doesn't come easy. So I want to honor Jane. I want to just step out of Sarepta for a moment because our lives um, were very, very connected with Jonathan and Jane in Living Stones. And I want to honor both of them for the role that they play there too during the time that they were there, and Ken and Faye. Um, Ken and Faye were before our time, but I want to honor Jane for what she did, for the part that she played, the physical part that she played in Living Stones, of developing the gardens um, to a very, very large extent. And, and, and just to both of them for their hospitality, Their home was always open. Many of our functions, whether it be church functions or social functions, were held in their home. And that, um, you know, that home was always filled with so much love. Uh, Prayer meetings, gosh, weekly prayer meetings. And uh, we, we never came away feeling untouched by the Spirit. So thank you for that. We ask that God will bless you both in the days, in the months, and the years to come uh, for your labors. Thank you. I just want to thank God for drawing us all those years ago 
to Sarepta. And what a privilege it has been. We recognize this extraordinary anointing that we found in Jonathan. And I count it such a privilege. When I first came to Sarepta, I was given um, a name on a piece of paper and told to pray for this person. And the name was Jonathan Leach. And I was like, who is this Jonathan Leach? So I began to pray for him. And then I realized that God had directed me to the servant of servants. That he models exactly what the Lord wants us to be as a servant. And as he was speaking about the authority that God gives, it, God gives authority based on, on servanthood. And not just servanthood, but he used the word slave. Yeah. And I honor you as a slave of Christ. Yeah. Wonderful. We honor what God has done in you. Yeah. We honor what God has done through you. Simply because you were, you said, I'm willing. Yeah. I, I laid down my life. And because you laid down your life, he picked it up and used it in all of our lives. It, it's been a privilege to, to go with Jonathan on the mission trips. And what I can say, I've learned not, not to be scared to die. <laughs> Through your laugh, Jonathan. And I, I just want to thank the Lord that we have a privilege of, say, the greatest thing within the Leach family. And we're not going to be saying all these things while you are dead, but we are so grateful that we can speak these things right now to your life. And Jonathan, one of the great moments that I've learned, you listen to the Spirit. And that it counts. And Jade, it's been amazing when I'm living here at Sarepta as a caretaker to see you loving the animals and the creation. It's amazing that we steward what God has given us. And you've been great doing that, taking care of what God has been giving to us. And I just want to honor you for that. As more, we, we, we tend to look for people, but I've seen you, the love of animals, feeding the ducks all the time there. It was a great thing. I said thank you, thank you. for doing that. Just one from Costa. And what an honor it is to share in this moment of honoring. Share in the moment of honoring you, Jonathan, and Jane. Yeah, how wonderful that this moment is still possible after all you've been through in the last couple of years. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing Jane through to this day. And I just had a, a, a picture of the, um, the concept of the blood of the martyrs 
being the seed of the church. And the blood and tears of God's ministers is the currency, is the stuff of the kingdom. And so today I just join with a thousand hearts in, in uh, putting, into, putting back into your account some of the, the, the amazing deposit that you have made into so many lives, including ours. Your prayers and your support and your love and your honoring. We would have been so much the poorer, would it not, for those deposits made by you, Jonathan and Jane. Your lives have been a hymn of praise. Your family, your home has been like a symbol of great love. And your ministry together has been a prophecy that inspires. Sometimes sometimes it has bewildered, but, it, but always with, with an inspirational element. And I thank you for that. I learned from you, Jonathan, the huge value Jesus places on his church. And how to love him means to love the bride that he loves. In your lives and in your marriage, I saw a sincerity of faith without pretension, a love without limits, and a commitment that never wavers. You guys have honored me at a level that takes my breath away over many years. And so today, it's my turn, together with the saints at Serepta, to honor you. Thank you for the many years of obeying Jesus' call. Thank you for serving him so well on behalf of so many. Thank you for running, running back over and over to the place of simple service, unheralded, but simple, long obedience in the same direction. Thank you for faithful friendship toward all of us, toward broken leaders, wounded shepherds, and cracked pots. The mark of real servants and of, the, and of true mothers and fathers is that they love to see their children and those they serve do better and shine brighter than they have done without needing to take the credit. And in this, what you display, what courses through your veins, is true parenthood in the Lord, true servanthood in the Lord the pure life of God. And Lord, today we bless Jonathan and Jane. We bless them. We honor them. We celebrate them before you. We commit the time remaining in their lives. We commit it to your care and to your, your celebration and your honoring of them. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I thank you, as well as, 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 a, as a dad, as a dad to many, many people, but as a dad to me. And I just remember, there will be always some things I'll remember, but you always say, you've always said and you reiterate time and time again, other than Maranatha and you wanting to go and be with Jesus, You've always uh, maintained and said that the treasure is in the earthen vessel. And so we thank you for the treasure which we have found in these two earthen vessels. And we thank you for the life of God that has uh, blessed us and have walked with us and encouraged us.
in all our, all our lives, when I think back to 1993, when I joined the staff here, that you have walked with me through all those years and still walk with me. So I thank you. I thank you, Jonathan and Jane. I thank you for your blessing to this community. And I thank you that every day Jonathan prays for many of us. He's got a prayer list of 400 people that he prays for. Jane was saying that she's probably 401. But uh, he prays for us every day. And so we thank you. We thank you, Jonathan and Jane. Thank you. Bless you. Barry. Jane and Jonathan, they're just two pictures that the Lord's brought into my spirit. The first one is like going down memory lane. And I see the picture of Africa, I see Central Africa, and I see equatorial growth, the the, the forest. And I see a clearing and I see a building. And as I look, it's a building of significance to you both when you're both young. And from this equatorial forest, I see a path leading out of it. And that's the first picture. In the second picture, I see the same path leading into a valley. And it's a beautiful, beautiful valley. And I can hear the water trickling down from the mountains. And I can see two white lilies growing in the valley. And the water, you're at the water's edge of this water as it's flowing down the valley. What is the Lord saying? The Lord says, from the very beginning, there's been an entanglement, an overgrowth of that place where you were. Very difficult decisions to make. There have been extreme frustrations. There's been shadows of despair. There's been shadows of insecurity, of almost giving up. And the Lord says, but the pathway that I've made for you has always been clear and it's been open. And behold, I say unto you, look where the path has led you to. Here is the valley of your choice, of my choice. You are my two lilies. And the, and the living waters of my spirit will flow beside you, in and out you. For that is my reward for you both. I say unto you, well done, my faithful servants. Jonathan and Jane, I just want to say thank you. Um, We joined the church in 72 as a young married couple. And I remember going to Bible study with Jonathan. um, And he had two young girls climbing all over him, his daughters. And Jonathan never faltered. He just carried on with the Bible study. And I mean... It was just amazing. But thank you, Jonathan and Jane, for all your support, your prayers, your input, standing by us through thick and thin. And I just bless you both. And thank you for the blessing you've been in our lives. Thank you. There have been times of despair. And after about 10 years in the ministry, I'd screwed up again. And so I, I call on the Lord and say, what? Why have you called me? I am not meant to be doing this. And the Lord answered very clearly 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And there he said, he showed me why he had called me to the ministry. He says he's called the foolish, the weak, the despised, the are-nots. 
and I find my identity as an R not. <laughs> well done. Thank you. If we can, as we, as we, we're going to close with two songs, and it's about uh, God's faithfulness. So let's sing with gusto, and if we can take up an offering, I think the baskets are still are still there. So Lord, we thank you for your abundant blessing and provision in our lives. Let's stand and sing. <laughs>